You are about to experience a clip of an interview previously recorded in June of 2021 between interviewer Dr. Carolyn Harmon, the founder of Stridely Health and Lifestyle Coaching, and Dr. Akua Ajiman, MD, PhD, a functional medicine practitioner, the founder of Sanitas Integrative and Aesthetic Medicine in Chico, California. This interview is already in progress. Enjoy. I have lots of parents that I tell them, once I teach you to eat right, guess what's happening to your children? Right. They are never at 50 going to have a cholesterol problem. Right. Because you will teach them right. what good food really is. And yep. you will teach them to make choices about, do I really eat a donut or do I eat, you know, some eggs and salad and whatever right, and right enjoy the taste of good food and know what water tastes like right and know what water tastes like yeah and that water yeah. truly quenches taste with no calories right and no uh pepsi one isn't yeah. it well water. yeah God why, why, why is water. pepsi one i mean it, it doesn't have sugar right it has what uh, well, sweet and, low or I, and i have patients who come to me and they are very proud of themselves because they are on pepsi one or Coke one zero right. or whatever crap it is that they are putting into their bodies. And then I turn the camera and I go, do you see all these chemicals? They are uncoupling systems in your body. Right. They are toxic for your body. They will make you crave sugar. Right. Because that's what they are supposed to do. Right. They turn on the machinery that demands sugar. Right. And they are actually chemical toxins that the liver is struggling to get rid of. In fact, I tell my patients, if you want to eat sugar, eat sugar. Yeah. Spoon yeah, the bowl. Anything that's a fake sugar. Right. Because that chemical that was cooked together in a lab yeah. to mimic sugar is actually a cancer-causing agent. Mm. So eat sugar. <laughs> and let's call it a day. Yeah, get your kick. Take your six scoops of sugar and eat raw sugar. <laughs> Do Much not, better off. Thank you. Do, because you're creating a whole new problem. And, and you know, it's interesting being a, a, a doctor who's been in practice 20 years and watching women who now come to me in their 20s infertile. Mm. Breast cancer is happening in 30s in women. Mm. Mm. And this is related to the sheer numbers of chemicals that women in particular Wow. Are, are taking in, whether it's on their skin or in their bodies, because they are the industry that's marketed to yes. chemicals. Yes, your zero calorie this, your zero calorie. I have women who eat no real food. I okay, had a, a young that. lady who came to see me once. She was 23, chronic fatigue. And I did my seven-day plan with her. And I kid you not, I fell off my chair when she gave me her seven-day plan. Wow. She never knew what real was food was. not a single true meal in the seven-day plan. Oh. The human body is phenomenal for what it can put up. Well, what you can tolerate. Oh, yeah. But she had shut down her body's chemical machinery because everything she ate from morning till night was mm. all chemically processed. Mm. And there was no real food in there. Mm. And I, I said, I didn't know it was possible to do that. <laughs> I think a lot of people do do it, day. though. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Every day. Right. Right. And she was a perfect size, but her hair was falling out. Yeah. 
She was tired to the point where she could not get up and go to work because she was suffering such severe chronic fatigue. And if you looked at her meal for the day, in the morning it was some fake coffee with some fake sugar with some fake milk. Mm. And she ate some fake uh, spaghetti thing from a shop that was oh. in a, box, a cardboard box on a shelf. It was, oh. And okay. then at night she ate yet another cardboard box something. Oh. That's re you reconstituted and that was food. And that was her seven day meal plan. And in between wow. she drank Coke Zeros and Pepsi Golds or whatever the heck they are called. Yeah, I don't know what they are either. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds it was, it was astounding. And her oh. hair was falling out. So by so the time she left you three year old who should be right. beautiful and perfect. Right. And her hair is falling out. And she should have energy, right? She should she be should coming be to you with running around tea. like a maniac. Yeah. Yes. You, you should be envious of her energy, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was quite fascinating. And, and when I sat down and I told her, I said, my God, how long have you been eating like this? And she said, what's wrong? And I said, wow. there's no real food in what you're eating. Not one day. Wow. And when it was interesting that I did absolutely nothing else for her other than shift her from all that junk food to eating real food, fruits, regular organic milk, eating real eggs, same caloric restriction that she wanted so she wouldn't gain weight. Salads, right. real salads. And she came wow. to me a month later and her skin was better. Her hair was growing. She, was, she had energy. Wow. Yeah. And so said, you but if somebody else had seen her, oh, you need a pill. Let's check your thyroid. You're probably anemic. And then we start down the pathway of a pill, a pill, a pill. But this is an extreme example of how we are living and what's causing disease. Right. And yet when we miss this part of it, the fact that we are contributing to ill health, this is why functional medicine is becoming important. And I'm hoping with you know, shows like this, that we are going to right. get the message out. Right. But Thank you. Business as usual isn't going to cut it. Right. Right. We have I an agree. epidemic greater than COVID of obesity, mm, diabetes, yeah. heart disease, right. cancer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All self-inflicted. Yeah. And a lot of it is because we don't know better. And then no, those of us that do know better, it's, we're just too busy. We don't take the time out. But yeah. if you don't take the time out for your health, you, then you don't have time to do anything else eventually. You well, know, you're going to run out of you. I'm the queen of don't <laughs> have too time. Busy? <laughs> yeah. I am the queen of don't have time. I, I hate getting hungry because that means I have to cook. Oh, I, had, yeah. I had to make the shift from eating but, out. But you know you don't have to out. cook. Well, you know you don't have to cook because I'm not the cook. You know what you, 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 make, you know, do those salads, put little yeah. sardines in the salads. There's a, that's a full move. Uh, that's yes. a full meal right there. If you just do that I'm right, a, you do not have to cook. Minute, the 15 minute chef. Yeah, I've learned to do things. Chuck something on the oven, chuck yeah. something in the, in the fryer and be done with it. Not the right? fryer. Oh, the, uh, what do you the, call it? The toaster oven. The toaster oven, exactly. Yeah. And, and you can do the air oven. frying if you got a if you got a fry, do the air fry, right? The air fryer, exactly. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. So no, so, I've I've had to learn because I'm too busy to do anything more than 15 minutes. But right. if I want to eat in this lifestyle and eat right, 
Right. Then I have to make time to do these things. So I do a lot of those sorts of things. I buy my fruit salad. I buy salads uh, pre-made. I've learned to grill my meat yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Just, you know, chuck a little bit of uh, pepper and salt on it, grill it, and then eat it with salads. And that's kind of how my lifestyle's changed. And water, no, no ketchup, water, water. no mustard, no, no. especially ketchup. Oh. I know, right? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't do. If it ain't natural, I ain't eating. Yeah, yeah. You it, know, I mean, people, people come to my house and they go, "You've got nothing in your cupboards," and I go, "Yeah, it's got to be cooked. Otherwise, it's not making it here." <laughs> but it's it's been very interesting since I changed to that lifestyle. You know, coming off medication for blood pressure, coming off, you know, I was pre-diabetic. My sugars are stone cold normal now. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? And then yeah. because I started thinking about those things, giving up lifestyle issues like smoking, I've right. given up after many, many years, you know, and I'm seven years now. And I remember going to do my pulmonary function test and they told me my lungs were those of a 28 year old. Ah, you so, go, girl. Honestly, these things ah. These yes. things work. These things, yeah. lifestyle changes work. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like you're talking to your grandmother and stuff she would tell you what to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. There's a reason they stayed healthy and yeah. strong. Yeah, and, and we know yeah. it, but yeah. we don't do it because the social pressures don't allow us to do that. And then yeah. again, that's, that's again where coaching comes in. It just it reminds you, it kicks you in the head and say, hey, why are you doing this to yourself? Well, and, and what's interesting is where I particularly like coaching is, you know, people have, and especially in the U.S., we have all these holidays. We've got July 4th coming up. Right. You know, people are going to go out and they are going to suffer the social pressure of having to drink the beers, having to do this, having to eat, you know, the, so the sausages and the what, what hot dogs and, you know, whatnot. it's like, how do you stay the course and have these sorts of things. Right. This is That's where a, a lifestyle coach is very, very important. Right. Because you and your lifestyle coach can sit down, you can anticipate what's coming, you can come up with, you know, scenarios for how you deal with refusals to eat and do certain things. You can think about things that you're going to take in place to replace what you're not eating. And even right. if you're going to eat some of those things, what are your healthier alternatives? Right. Right. So that right. you can, even if you have to take your own little bag of organic hot dogs, Right. So there's a lot of emotional connection to food and, you know, food that people grew up with, food that reminds them of family relationships, food that's comfort. So we, we talk about all of that stuff. And then we come up with what your diseases are, what your family propensity for diseases are, who you are around food, what your belief systems are around food. And then we come up with a plan that for you is going to work. Right. So right. we look at those sorts of things. So we look at how we are going to improve the food quality. We look at what time frame we might have to improve the food quality in. And then what we do is we connect with you and we build a relationship. We're moving from where we are to where you want to get to. We every day meet, you know, at whatever time frame, depending on your level of illness and what level of financial commitment you have to this, because unfortunately most insurance companies don't pay for this. Yes. And then we, de we develop a plan. And most of the time, because you are doing this in conjunction with a person where they are aware of the struggles they are going to have, they are aware about the fact that sometimes they're going to break down and want that, you know, Cinnabon or whatever it is that they are going to eat. Right. And to develop a plan around holidays, when they cheat, how do you get back on track, you know, all of these lifestyle things. And even 
looking at in your life, what are your husband and children eating when you are around right. cooking for them? And, you know, right. how do you go again? I mean, it's food is ubiquitous. It's around us. Right. So when you start taking things away from people and they are in an, a milieu where everybody else is eating these bad things, these are challenges that you've got to help them overcome. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we Absolutely. have a lot of these sorts of things that are not typically the things that you'd expect your doctor to do. And a lot of the counseling and relationship is about how we keep you healthy. Right. How we make you choose exercise, you know, right. go upstairs instead of taking the elevator. How many times did you do that? Let's check in. How did it feel? What are your struggles when you're doing these sorts of things? So it really, when you're talking about changing lifestyle, it's about a partnership. Right. And a lot of functional medicine is first, we take away the things that you've been eating and doing that are contributing to ill health. Right. We exchange that with things that are creating positive health for you. Right. And we help you through the harm right. of you to that different lifestyle. And that's where the conjunction or partnership comes with the health coach yes. and the functional medicine practitioner. Exactly. Because exactly. you can you'll be very limited if you had to put all your time as a health coach and yes. a practitioner. Yes. Uh, because it is. It, it's a lot. Because the demands of, of food and, and how much they really mean to the qualities of our lives. When we yeah. talk about our spirituality, our, our family relationships, yeah. our yeah. jobs, everything. Food has to yeah. do with everything because yeah. we miseat or eat wrongly because yeah. of stress and all those yeah. other things that stress. Exactly. So and and that, emotion, that emotional component that a lot of people ignore. In fact, it was interesting. I used to watch a show called The Biggest Loser when I was uh, in Australia. I think it started it from... It was here. Food. It was here in the United okay. States. Yeah. Would you, do you know that over the 12 years that they followed the, people, the contestants who lost the weight, do you know that most of them gained it back? Yeah, and more some of them, unfortunately. And more some of them. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, I remember watching this show when it first came to Australia and thinking how brutal it yeah. was. You know, yeah. you, you take a person that's eating, and I mean, some of them were eating incredibly yeah. toxic foods and at... at astounding, you know, amounts. So I'm not saying that it was a bad thing that they took them away from it. But, you know, it was like this crash course where over 12 weeks, they shut you down from everything that you wear. And it was just, this was an unsustainable lifestyle. Right. And you had 30 years at least of eating poorly, at least 30 years, right? Exactly. Your body doesn't even know what good food is. Thank you. And so the minute they stopped, without addressing the mental connection to food, Right. All of these people went crazy. Absolutely. Went back over what they were doing. Absolutely. And gained all that weight back. Because right. there's no support never done right. to address their relationship with food. Right. I mean, right. I still struggle. There are still foods. I mean, you see me, I'm still overweight. Yeah. Even yeah. though well, I, what I've changed is the gain of weight to maintaining. Right. And then working on trying to actually lose and right. stay and keep that weight off. Right, you right. You understand right. what I'm saying? I and do because I struggle with it. Right. The foods that are natural to you, that you consider right. your go-to foods, that are cultural to you, right. that, you know, and having to give those things up and be willing every day for the rest of your life to make a different choice. Right. Right. And and even simple things like I have uh, patients that water, just the idea of drinking water, it takes months. Before I can get them to get to the point where they drink water. Because yeah. for 10, 15 years, they have never drunk water. Right. And I remember... I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that. Yeah. The, yeah. The juice. And I remember I, the, the juice. first time a patient said that to me, I'm like, what do you mean you can't drink water? <laughs> oh, when yeah. I'm thirsty, I drink soda. 
And I'm like, what? <laughs> so that is not for test. Yeah, it is. When for 12 years, that's what you've trained your body to do. Yeah. yeah. And your body's interpreting that as a test that's been quenched. And it's telling you, I need more of that. And, you just, and it's telling yeah. you. And so but the person drinks water. It and doesn't it, know. It blew my mind. What do you mean water doesn't make you stop feeling thirsty? Because the brain had to be reset. Reset. There you go. Reset. That's a good word. That's a good way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, th so this is something that we are starting to learn in conventional medicine. And so a lot of conventional medicine doctors are turning more and more to understand that this is about lifestyle change. It's about a complete shift in mentality from giving people pills to empowering people to save themselves. Right. By eating right, by sleeping, by exercising. And these are the things that are going to keep the machinery of the body working so that you don't build up cholesterol. Mm. And this is, this is, and you don't need a statin. Right. Very you need motion. People. Emotion and good food, right? Exactly. Action and food. Right. Motion okay. and food. Motion right. and food. Simple things, non-patentable, but this is how <laughs> you stay healthy yeah. so that you don't need that pill that's going right. to kill you anyway right. and take you down a path where you're not going to get better, but you're going to get sicker and sicker and sicker, whether from the side effects of the medication or from the things the medication broke in the body while fixing yeah. one thing, right. or the fact that you maintain a disastrous lifestyle that's going to kill you. Right. And nobody's addressed that. No, no, because like you say, it's not breaking, so they can give you yet another pill. I practice functional medicine all the way to conventional medicine. And I tell my patients this at the start because I want them to understand that at some point in the journey, if I feel it's necessary to give you medication, I'll give you medication. Right. If I don't think you're at the point of medication or I think that we need to ramp up your lifestyle medicine, I'll ramp up your lifestyle medicine. The goal is to give you what you need where you're at. The right. goal is to improve you, improve your body's circumstances so that the body can take care of the problem as much as it can. Right. But sometimes when you're broken, you're broken. And the only thing that will work is conventional medicine. So I don't want anybody to think that while I'm here, I'm saying that conventional medicine is bad. I'm just saying it's a tool in an armamentarium. And so we need to use all of the tools at our disposal. So having made that disclaimer, let's talk about cholesterol. So say my average patient who comes to me 45, 50, they come to me, they've got high blood pressure, you know, they've drunk a bit, they've smoked a bit, you know, they're a little bit overweight in the U.S. population. And, you know, because they are maybe 50, there are certain things I'm supposed to do. I'm right. supposed to check their BP, I'm supposed to check their BMI, you know, run a full panel of blood tests looking for cholesterol, etc. And then the standard of care would say that the minute I find what is inevitably going to be true, high cholesterol, I put them on statins. Right. And then I say, right. go and be well. I recommend right. you eat the DASH diet. See you later. <laughs> and so every month they'll come and see me and I'll go, hmm, cholesterol is getting better, but we're not quite there. Maybe we had a second medication on. Oh, gee, oh. guess what? You're hypertensive. Let's throw some medication on. Oh, right. you're fat. Either we put you on a pill to keep, keep the fats down, or I have another pill for you because you're not pre-diabetic. This is medicine today. The average 50-year-old right. has 15 medications that they are taking. 15. 15. Oh, my cheap. God. No, it's, it's not, not cheap. cheap. No. If you don't have insurance, most of these medications are running you upwards of $800 to $1,000 a month. Wow. Thank you for listening to us on Healthy, Wealthy, and Well. And I hope you will tune in to us again.